0: Welcome back to the podcast. We're still unpacking the great Tim Ferriss. Today, talking a bit about generalists versus specialists or focusing on one thing, I want to ask you personally, it doesn't necessarily have to be the case, but have you ever agonized over trying to pick one thing to focus on, being narrow and specific in your kind of, I guess, your work life or what you prioritize, whereas there's that whole generalist point of being a across, you know, master of jack of all trades, master of none. Have you ever struggled with that dilemma yourself?
1: I can think of a recent example more specifically around when I was trying to learn a bit more about network engineering and yep. you know I had a boss and a mentor who said, you know, do this, do this training course, which is very general. So and I tried to go a little bit more specific in terms of around one vendor, or one certain mm-hmm. company, and I was steered away from that because You know, it's better to learn the first principles of networking in general because you'll just get a better understanding. Like I'm not a network engineer. I'm still essentially a salesperson. So going deep into that would be counterintuitive. That's, that's, That's an example I can think of just off the top of my head.
0: Fantastic example. To bring it out even more to someone who might be listening to this, I'm noticing a lot with young people, a lot of people in constant student, Uh, we're getting this whole da Vinci-style multidisciplinary person start to show up more and more. We're realizing that we're not just interested in one thing necessarily. And this creates a lot of agony for young people because they're looking at these systems that suggest that there is one thing. Dad had one job for 40 years, you know, and mum, and university is like you're really picking one degree a little bit better with the freshman year thing, I think, in the States. But there's this agony over being a generalist and not being able to focus on one thing. And I want to give a bit of relief because Tim Ferriss is a good example. He's done a lot of different stuff. Very kind of accomplished person by any metric. And he has a great kind of um, breakdown here on the whole specialist-generalist dilemma. And, he ref- and it comes back to what you, you just gave a great example of it. He references a guy called Scott Adams who says that you kind of need to be in the top 0.001% of of one specific thing to make much of, uh, say, being a basketball player or a tennis player. Like, I think in tennis, it's like the top 10 or the top 20 or whoever they make. Some of them make a lot of money. Some of them make money out of tennis. But I think as you get to the back end of the top 100 or, you know, amateur or pro, I think it's really hard to actually make money out of tennis. I think a lot of them struggle with it, Right. So it's like mm-hmm. you need to be so good to actually just make a living doing it. That's this dilemma. But if you're too general, no one goes, for you, goes to you for anything and you probably can't dominate any category because you don't nail any one thing. So normally it looks like a trade-off, but Ferris says you can be a specialized generalist. What's that? So this is where you combine two skills that are valuable but rarely seen together right? But they're probably also more valuable together. He gives the example of someone who has a computer science degree and a law degree, or a fine understanding of mathematics and public speaking. Mm. So you're not trying to master a thousand different things, but a short list that actually elevate you in a crowded field. So say for example, law, computer science, or math, there's plenty of people in all those industries. If you can combine them with something else, then that can be really powerful. So real-world examples I thought of and wanted to highlight, Jordan Peterson, number one, way more than a psychologist. He's philosophical, not just psychological, which goes well with psychology. Also, obviously related to that, he's a very captivating thinker. He's also very energetic and charismatic speaker and leader. It's those combination of things that makes him stand out compared to the normal psychologist. That's what makes him so widely popular and powerful. Neil deGrasse Tyson, good friend of Tim Ferriss too. I don't know if you know who that is, Luke. Way more than a scientist. He's a bit of a character. He's got the, the kind of dorky dress sense, but he's very charismatic. Great charismatic, great TV personality. More relatable probably than like a Stephen Hawking or someone like that, and he bucks that introverted scientist stereotype. Mm. So he kind of just, that's enough to really differentiate him. Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's best investment, he says, was uh, I think Dale Carnegie's speaking course. Even though he's famous for investing in companies, you might think about how speaking has probably given him a lot of career advantages, right? Confidence, Mm. negotiation skills that helped with the whole financial part of his success. And, you know, I think my previous industry of focus, which was real estate, I also had, I think, a lot of good examples. So I had a good friend, Victor who was a real estate agent. I think you might have met him at one point, Luke. I'm not sure. But he started as a real estate agent but then went into mortgage broking, which is where they help you get loans and stuff. And he was quite good because he'd had the real estate experience at corporate companies, but then also the, the finance side. So he's got the combination. Not everyone who's a mortgage broker has that. Also, he would have the networks from what he did before right so that's like a point of difference in a crowded industry and then one of the guys i used to work with andy was a great great agent right good at all the agent stuff but then he was also really into digital marketing facebook ads and all that most agents are not really into that stuff right especially older agents but that is a powerful instead of being the number one agent in uh, manhattan or Bondi, or something like that, and that's normally what you have to do to dominate in real estate, you have to keep working to try and get the monopoly in an area, you can combine so, and way around it, is to actually not try and compete at someone else at the game they're already better at you at, that's actually find a unique point of difference that combines with the basic skills, so if he goes to an area with a dominant agent, but they don't have the digital marketing skills, but he can advertise a property better, that's a point of difference. So those are just like a couple of uh, key examples of a very powerful concept. Tomorrow we'll go further into it and talk about Tim Ferriss has three simple add ons that any young person can kind of use to just elevate that specialized generalist concept. But I'll go to you for a second, Luke, for any takeaways you have on that, whether it makes sense, whether you have anything you want to add. Or you can revert to Charlie uh, Munger if you want. <laughs> and
1: no, that. I'm going hold, to hold Charlie Munger for a second because <laughs> when you ask the question initially, it's just solidifying. For example, I think I've given the example. I've observed salespeople that are very, very effective when they understand engineering principles because they're essentially exactly. two resources. They don't need to be the most... But if they have a basic understanding then they can sort of understand the first principles of networking and cover that aspect while also being very effective communicators and question, ask, question askers, I yeah. guess, to extract the necessary information from the client. Like the, having that as opposed to then leaning on a technical resource as well is very powerful.
0: I think that's very powerful. A couple of things come to mind from previous episodes. I don't think we actually talked about it on the podcast, but in the blog post on Naval. Uh, I mentioned his discussion of selling skills and technical skills. How a lot of people in Silicon Valley, his world, normally one of one or the other. But if you can combine both, eventually, like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is not a master of. He wasn't the best product developer. wasn't the best technical. He started off with Wozniak in that role, but he really understood marketing and sales and storytelling. He was fucking insane at that. But he definitely understood product enough. He met spec. There's this term meet spec, right? Meeting the specifications. You just need to be able to jump the bar in a high jump. It doesn't matter if you clear it by 10 meters, that doesn't actually matter. You still progress to the next round, just like the guy who cleared it by one centimeter. So you can actually also take your powerful example where when it's network engineering, your goal is not to become a network engineer. It's to deepen your... I guess, uh, ability to provide service and sales, by getting the grasp, the basics, some of the f- fundamentals. And that's why even a generic or generalized network engineering course is good in this example for you. And we can go back to the last two episodes we've done on Tim Ferriss, the just-in-time learning. It's, it's been very proportionate and deliberate <laughs> around how much you learn of something. I used the example of web de- website development in the previous episode mm, for myself. He's a great example. Yeah, I don't really, I'm not trying to become a website developer for people. That would be a huge distraction from running a community where there's much more important things I've got to be doing, like helping people on a, on the deeper, normally psychological uh, level or philosophical level, helping them see their possibilities. And then the website development is a tool I need for part of it just to manage the project, right? It's not p- that... It's not a big piece of the jigsaw puzzle. So if you can actually become a bit of a I always say a bit of an investor with the way you treat your learning, understanding how much exposure you really need to network engineering versus my core thing mm. is the sales. Or, you know, how can I diversify my portfolio enough just to give it a bit of extra breadth breadth, sorry, by adding a speaking course like Warren Buffett, even though I'm mainly interested in finance and you play in this field and you start to think a little bit more and you probably have a bit more fun because you get to one you get to cover more things and you get to you get to i guess cheat this whole system that seems to push you to do one thing and try and be just try and be the best possible lawyer and compete with everyone else in the same way by learning the same things and then try to somehow be better than them and what you're left with is i just have to outwork them and then i have to work 18 hours a day or something like that to get a point of difference whereas this mm. is actually the opposite this is focusing on creating a pull factor and this is what happens when you're able to diverse uh, distinguish yourself you're always creating a pull factor that is things come to you instead of you having to chase and the mm. example of that the examples you gave or the Steve Jobs the Elon Musk example are really good examples of that where in doing that, you're able to do better customer service. For example, you start to pull things towards you. Uh, it's easier to attract more, right? But that's the nature of being a specialised generalist and the nature of uh, creativity, because it same is with it is diverse. Joe, yeah,
1: same with podcasting, especially that ties back into if it's communication. You're thinking about like from a sales perspective or a consultant perspective podcasting is completely separate, but it's not.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because of the skills, you know. Think yeah. about doing things where you develop skills. And again, Tim Ferriss has ways of thinking about that too. Oh, we got so much to do with Tim. But, but tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, so that's it for today. Remember, the newsletter link is in the bio, Everything Joe, if you want the one a week, once a week summary. But tomorrow, we're going to go to what Tim Ferriss thinks the three big add-ons are that any young person can easily use to become a specialized generalist so i'm very much looking forward to that and seeing you then tomorrow